this is how we're going to do this uh, on a beautiful Tokyo evening, walking the uh, BMW-laden residential streets of my neighborhood. I live in an apartment, but the people who live around me are loaded as sh fuck. They got money. It's all these weird style western houses. Welcome to another episode of Got Fate of Japan. I'm Maddie B. I'm on the streets. Just like last week, Johnny's busy. I'm busy. But we're keeping it coming to you. Alright? So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have some beers. I'm walking to a show. I might be playing. So I brought some drumsticks just in case. And I'm going to do the podcast while I'm walking to the show. So I could be sitting on a comfortable train, letting everyone else do the work for me. But no, I got to do this podcast. So I think I figured I would, uh, you know, walk down some new streets, take the hour and a half the maps program is showing me on my iPhone that it will take to get to the live house destination. And then... That will be my end of the podcast. I got a fine old Yona Yona in my hand with the awards label removed. I'm taking that as a Got Fate of Japan accomplishment, even if it's not. Even if it's just some rational-minded person at the brewery said, listen, it's not fooling anybody. It's, it, so, that's what's going to happen. So speaking of music, I had a show last night, which is pretty common for me on a weekend. Did I make any money? No. No. See, that's the thing about Tokyo. (laughs) Money doing things you like. What's that all about? Especially music. Um, A few months ago, Mana Hardcore was on the podcast, and I was like, Mana, why don't you have a band? She's like, okay, be in my band. I was like, okay. So I was playing with the Mana Hardcore band last night. We're thinking of calling the backup band the uh, the Banana Gigolos, but that might be really dumb. So it's Mana Hardcore and the Banana Gigolos. <laughs> we were playing at the Black Sheep in Ikebukuro, which is just like a basement bar. A lot of foreigners are going there, and some Japanese people too. And it's free entrance. And there was like a tell event. And I think tell is like some suicide prevention thing. I don't know. I don't really try to prevent people from doing anything myself. Uh, But that's what we were there for. To play music in support of this suicide awareness thing. Just taking a beer. And then, there's always the question. Do I... As a musician, stay at the bar and drink there to support the venue because, you know, they provide the space and they, we, we, we go in there and do our thing and then we stay afterwards and drink and then by that method, what's going to happen is the bar will be able to stay open for live shows and live shows can be continued to host there. The thing is, is that bars are fucking expensive and if you are not being paid at all as a musician to play there 
then things get weird. So lately, I've just been kind of thinking, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So that's what I did. So instead of staying at the bar and watching the other bands, like a respectable person who respects other people, I drank on the streets right in front of the bar itself, of the live venue. Uh, luckily, it's like a basement, right? But the thing is, is that you can meet a lot. It's not, there's not so much music being played, so you can talk to people. <laughs> yeah, that exact same thing that I was there to do made me leave to go talk to people. So the guitarist and I, Nick, and the bassist, Brett, he was in and out. Just having some beers on the streets. And we meet some people, and they're from out of town. And they're thinking we're a bit crazy, because we are. And we're saying, let's go back to the bar. So we take these new people back to the bar, but we don't go in, because we still got beers in our hands from the convenience stores. And they're like, these people from out of town, they're like, aren't we going in? We're like, nah, we're not going to go in. So like, these people from out of town are like, so you, you brought us away from what we were doing to go do something, and we're not gonna do it. Like, yeah, we're just gonna sit out here and drink. And then this one, the guitarist picked up this French girl over her, over his shoulders. And then, I don't know, I think her ass was showing. That was fun. That was good times. That was good times. So there we go. So what's the dilemma with us Tokyo musicians? Do we stay? and support the venue only if you want to. Only if that's what your spirit animal is whispering into your ball sack. Might be a bit noisy because I'm on a major artery here in Tokyo. <sighs> I gotta be careful with this microphone, you know, because it's easy to get up on a soapbox and just start ranting. Just start ranting. <sighs> I went to my uh, street where I live is filled with uh, local restaurants and local shops, which is really awesome, I think. Um, very little corporate jibbery-jabbery going on. And there's this one noodle restaurant. Not like a ramen, but it's like a soba and a udon shop. And uh, Sachiko and I go there on weekends sometimes if we have time for like lunch or something. Because this place is fucking old school. It's old school. It's like 1950s style, you know? Where people are wearing aprons. It's not all fancy dancy. The food is super real and healthy. But like lots of meat is involved as well. And it's it's in this shop it's you could basically expect like people in their late 60s boozing it up pretty hard in the middle of the afternoon. Like they got bottles of shochu or nihonshu on the table, ice, buckets of ice, and they're just chilling. They're just having drinks and they're chilling and they're talking to each other, getting kind of faded right in the middle of the afternoon. But it's like half the reason to go to this place. So it's not like these homeless people or there's not like some weird stigma against it. I just think it's fucking awesome that it's pretty much guaranteed that people in their 60s are going to be getting drunk in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday and it's part and parcel. Everyone thinks it's fine. Just relax. There's kids running around. The kids saying hello. 
And it, like this place does a lot of uh, takeout, but the takeout by delivery, and because the where after the neighborhood I live in has so many narrow, windy streets, they do it by bicycles. So you get like that uh, that classic kind of Japanese feller on his bicycle with a tray over his shoulder with like giant bowls of noodles stacked up in there with lids on them, and he has to like bike around the town. And he comes and he goes, so he's leaving the restaurant with all these bowls of noodles, and he's coming back in after, you know, picking up the bowls of noodles from some other place because people return the bowls after they've used them, and like no one ever steals them, and all the bowls are neatly arranged. And this guy comes in, this bicycle guy, bicycle man with this with his tray over his shoulder, and all of these young kids look up at him. They're like, "Sugoi!" Wow! And he just sort of humbly bows and says, Oh, arigato! Thank you. And then he's off and he's, he's going in and out. I, I just think that type of scenario is not to be sneezed at. And it kind of goes like, what's better? Having that uh, sort of, you know, it's a bit grimy. You know, the, 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 the staff are wearing dirty sneakers. But the food is like homemade or and, and the menus are handwritten right and the tables have been there for 40 years or you can go into a new restaurant where some hipster hands you an iPad and asks you to order from that I mean I don't know I know that those people from the 1950s kind of had some weird ideas about race and black people what what how much black is allowed you know how what kind of foreigner is a good one you know that that shit is weird and i think most of us are, are past that but uh, maybe we threw out the baby with the bathwater there a little bit right maybe maybe some of those good old values like handwritten menus and simple dishes with lots of meat on them and letting old people get wasted in the middle of the afternoon and not having to start a fucking Twitter fight over it. Maybe there's something to be said for that. Maybe there's something to be said for that. Uh, let's put my beer down here. Check my little notes. Check the notes. Did I cover the topics I wanted to cover? Oh yeah, one of those old guys. He was getting wasted with his wife. His wife wasn't drinking. Only the man drinks. <laughs> See, that's the weird shit that we need to get past. But uh, he got kind of wasted, and he struck me as like one of those dudes who is like, you know, like the quiet man who doesn't like to talk a lot. He merely likes to issue grunts, you know? Like, mm, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm thinking, woman, leave me alone. But you know, when they get a few drinks in them, they. they they feel a little uh, generous with their vocabulary and sentence structures. They expand a little bit. But uh, this old guy was showing his wife, presumably, allegedly, a bowling score. So he keeps these records of his, of his bowling adventures, apparently. And he had all these bowling score records that he was sort of recalling the memories of the games like oh this was a bad one and oh this one was an awesome one tosses another drink back 
The old lady with the dirty sneakers comes over with a fresh bucket of ice. Boom! Now that's the way to live. That's the way to live. I swear to God, if I'm in my mid-60s and I'm retired and I'm like kind of done with uh, society, like I'm just going to sit back and it's my time, bitch. I'm going to do that. It's either going to be weed or booze or maybe both. But just smoke a big J in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's the old medicine. I'd rather be high on weed and have a little booze buzz on than having a bunch of, I don't know, psycho not psychedelic, but pharmaceutical is shoved up my ass. How about you? Take the choice. The choice is yours. The choice is yours, motherfucker. Sorry. Sorry, Vaders. One more story. I'm almost at the show. I'm an hour behind schedule. Then I went into this uh, 7-Eleven to grab a couple of uh, bites to eat. And I needed to take a shit. A little poopy pants. So I, I go into the bathroom and they got this like really nice modern Japanese toilet in there. Like the type you see in the movies. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, so I sit down, I, you know, I do my ploopy ploppies and there's very little toilet paper left. So I noticed there's like that Japanese technology that it has like the sidebar on the toilet and you push the buttons and it shoots water into your bum like a bidet and you, you go crazy with that. So I thought I'd give it a try. I don't usually like it. But there's a lack of toilet paper. What am I gonna do? This gets really gross. So I I hit I hit I hit the ass button, the old shitty button. Boom, I'm ready for it. A jet of water shoots into my ass, pinpointing my asshole like a bullseye, like a bull fucking a cow. But the strength is so hard that it, instead of cleaning my asshole, it opens up my asshole and I, I, begin, I begin to shit more. So more shit is coming out as the water is spraying in. So you have like, it's like one of those like superhero fights where the good guy has his like supernatural power flying out of his ass. And the bad guy has his supernatural power flying out of his ass. And they're like hitting each other. And you're not sure which one's supposed to be stronger. Because they're both pretty strong and they're fighting against each other. But of course it's against my ass. So there's no way one can win against the other. Oh, it was disgusting. Pure grotesqueness. And to feel that. Feel the pressure of the water. Opening up your ass, like, I know it's Pride Week and all that gay stuff is legal now, which is awesome. It, I don't need to be part of that. And neither does my shit. Because it was really nasty. Oh my god. And then, there was, you know, at the end of the toilet paper roll, there's just, like, clingy bits. I had to, like, scrape off all the clingy bits off the toilet paper roll to, to check. Because after that long battle... 
uh, between the, the hose and my asshole. I was defending myself. Thank you. And, you know, you need, is there any shit down there? You need to check. So I scraped the bits off of, because there was two rolls. I scraped the bits off of one roll and I give it like a, a cautionary swipe. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like AIDS positive. It's really, really shitty down there. So then I decided, because you can adjust the power, I adjusted the power to the lowest level. Even that level sent my little sphincter quivering, threatening more. So I turned it off. I did what I could. I think it's all safe down there because the extra scraps off that other roll that was just waiting there. I don't know. This this goes back to earlier. What's better? That fucking hipster with the iPad? Or that fucking... At least in the old school toilets, they give you enough toilet paper. There's always toilet paper stocked in there because they know it's ghetto as fuck. Uh, and then I had to go and eat like a chicken breast outside of that convenience store. And uh, let's just say I'm... When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, pale ales, pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to the second half of Got Fit in Japan, and I'm Johnny, and as you know, Maddie B did the first half of the show, and I'm doing the second half. 
So, just like last week, I fucked up. I fucked up. I had to work at the uh, bar yesterday. We usually do the show on Sundays, right? But uh, the, the bar manager, Peewee, he's been uh, on vacation, right? He's been in London. Beautiful, sunshine London. He's been there and shit, fucking getting his fade on, hanging out with the families and stuff. And so, basically, I've been in uh, Gamuso, fucking working uh, three, four times a week, which has been great. It's been fucking fantastic. However, I have not been able to fade with Maddie B, and that is a problem. I gotta fade with Maddie B at least once a week, or I start shaking, man. It, like, I, I don't know. I got a Jones running through my bones for Maddie B, dude. So, fucking next week, Maddie B will be here because I am not working at the bar next week. Fortunately and unfortunately. Although I love working at Gamuso, dude. There, there's nothing more satisfying than, than pouring drinks and drinking them. With your clientele. Unless, unless fucking you got like an asshole that comes in, like a drunken asshole and starts talking a lot of shit or fucking like doing some weirdo shit to some chicks or some shit, which has happened. So in, the, in those cases, you got to become an asshole. And I'm not really an asshole. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm a big fucking asshole. Who knows? I don't know. I don't consider myself being an asshole, but I'm sure a lot of people have called me an asshole today. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I try not to be. But anyway, fucking, but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, but fucking... Yeah, dude, working at a bar is good fun. It is a lot of fun, and I fucking love it. And working at Gamuso is fucking awesome. So fucking, if you're in Tokyo, come on down to Gamuso. And if I'm working, tip me. You know what to do. Oh, dilemmas, trouble, situations. Okay, I've got two drinks and two hands. All right, the first one is the Aoni. And as you know from, like, I think it was episode 217, 216, maybe, we did a review of this IPA. It's a Japanese IPA, Aoni. And it's a fucking fantastic IPA. And in my other hand, I have a sour apple chuhai. Chuhai is like like a carbonated shochu kind of drink or whatever. But this one here is the sour apple. Now, the question is, do I start off with a fucking awesome IPA? And then do I cool off with a chuhai, an apple-based chuhai? And this right here is seasonal. Um, or do I start off with something that could suck? I've never had this drink before. I'm going on the limb here, folks. I have no idea what this drink is. It could be good, could be terrible. So, no, actually, you know what? The, I'm thinking now an IPA would be great to start off with, but if I drink an IPA, anything after it's going to suck. There's no way I can be honest and like like drink this, this apple drink and be like, oh, it's great or oh, it's terrible because the IPA is going to be so fucking awesome that it's going to fucking, it's going to blind my judgment. So I'm going to start off with this apple. Once again, it's a Kirin. It's from Kirin. It's called the Sour Apple. What percentage is this? Erukuharu, 4%. Oh, it's 4%. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Not too strong. Not too light. It's right in the middle. You can't go wrong with 4%. Okay, here we go. Oh. Now, the cool thing about these... Oh, I don't know if it's cool. Well, an interesting thing about these Kirin Shochu drinks, or Chuhai drinks... Is the can has got all these rivets in it. So when you shake it or when you squeeze it, it makes this weird sound. When I squeeze it, it's like I'm squeezing my balls. Hopefully my balls do not sound like this when I squeeze them. Oh, that would be terrible. (laughs) Squeeze my balls. I'm like, yep, think I got cancer. I think I got a lot of cancer in the sack. (laughs) Oh, that are a lot of kidney stones. Wait, does a kidney stone, is a kidney stone in your balls or is it in your bladder? I know it's got to go through your uh, urethra, but is it in your bladder? Your, no, it's got to be in your bladder. 
Because that's where the kid. No, it's got to be in your kidneys. <laughs> the kidney stone's got to be in your kidney. All right. Okay. All right. I've had a couple of drinks. All right. Cool. Logic is gone. Mmm. Mmm. Wow. Appalicious. Definitely appalicious. There's a lot of apple in this drink. Oh, it's sour too. Oh my god. It's sweet. Oh my god. It's like Chinese food. It's sweet and sour. First one you you have the first drink. Mmm. Very sweet. Oh, there's the sour. You gotta wait for it. Oh my god. Wow. Wow, my mouth is watering. I don't know if it's water in my mouth or saliva or if it's the drink. Maybe it's like a 50-50. That should be the name of this drink, 50-50. Because when you drink it, 50% is saliva and 50% is the drink in your mouth. Oh my god, my mouth is producing so much fucking saliva. Oh my god, it's, it's like I'm chewing chewing tobacco. I gotta start spitting or some shit. Man. Mmm. I'm gonna have to chug this. Maybe I should sip it. Mmm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, man. Speaking of interesting, before I did the show, I was checking out the Japanese news, trying to find some pretty cool stories for tonight. But um, then I was uh, going through the American, uh, I think it was NBC or CBS or something. And I was going through it on my uh, Apple TV thing. I, I guess they're called apps now. Uh, Apple, I don't know. But anyway, I checked out uh, the, the latest news in America. And I guess they finally found uh, that second escaped convict. I think they shot him like three times before. Like, I mean, he stopped running or some shit. Or, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get the full story. It just launched today. So that's pretty fucking crazy. And I'm watching this. And I'm just like thinking like, fuck, man. These guys almost got away. If only like the dude's girlfriend picked him up in the car. If you picked him up in the car, those guys could have been in Canada or Mexico right now. Fucking sipping, I don't know what they drink in Canada, Molson's Ice or sipping like margaritas. I don't know. It could have been one or the other. I, was, I wasn't I was rooting for them, you know, but it was just, you know, because I mean, they escaped and shit. And it was kind of like a movie. Whenever you watch a movie and somebody escapes from prison, you're just kind of like, yeah, hell yeah, dude, you got away. Awesome. You know? So it, a part of me was kind of thinking that way, and the other part of me was thinking like, man, these guys are fucked up, dude. They're fucking, they're murderers, dude. They fucking kill people. Then again, one guy did kill his boss, and come on. We've all thought about fucking killing our boss one way or another, right? I mean, come on. We've all had a bad boss. I've had a lot of, in Japan, I've had a lot of really bad bosses, dude, especially at the sushi plant, and I'm not even going to go there. But I mean, well, then again, I've never, well, uh, nobody, you wouldn't act on it, but you think about it. But this guy actually acted on it and stuff. So you can't blame him like 100%. But anyway, regardless, he's a murderer and shit. But these guys are running through the woods and shit, fucking like, 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 like using their survival skills to fucking like survive for three fucking weeks in the fucking elements and shit. That's pretty fucking crazy, man. And when I was watching this, 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 uh, this news uh, program, the first thing that popped in my head was Rambo. I was like, dude, this is just like fucking Rambo, dude. These guys are in the woods and shit. They're trying to survive. They're trying to find their way to like to Canada and shit. And fucking, they use power tools and shit to fucking escape and shit. And that's fucking crazy. You know, they probably had all the tools they needed to escape, except for one goddamn thing. And it's the one thing that Rambo had in fucking Rambo First Blood, dude. What did Rambo have in Rambo First Blood? Think about it. Come on, what's the one thing that helped him survive? Okay, fucking, I'll give it to you. Rambo had the survival knife. Dude, 
All you need is a fucking survival knife. Fucking, I don't know about you guys. I All I wanted when I was a kid was a survival knife. And my parents were like, fuck, no, you are not getting a survival knife. No way, Jose, dude. Fucking, you don't even live near, you don't live in the woods. There's no way you're going to go to the woods. Well, you, like, fucking my grandma lived in the woods and shit. She had a farm in northern Michigan and stuff like that. And, and that, I think that was probably my, my thing, my, my, my angle. I was like, mom, dad, but what if you go up to grandma's for, like, the weekend? And they're like, yeah, once a year, uh, you don't need a fucking survival knife. But I always wanted a survival knife, man. They were so fucking cool. I had a friend that had one, right? They had fucking those matches they can strike on fucking like any surface. That was fucking badass. It had a compass. That was fucking badass. It had fucking like fishing hooks and wire. That was fucking badass. It had a fucking razor sharp blade. That was fucking badass. And then it had a little saw thing or something where you can like saw wood and make like fucking campfires and shit. That was fucking badass, dude. Survival knives are fucking badass. And you know what? These two guys, these like skip convicts and shit... They probably could be fucking chilling in Canada fucking right now if they had survival knives. Because they didn't know where North was. They didn't have a survival knife. They couldn't like eat. I mean, who knows what the fuck they're eating? Probably like bark and shit. I, I guess one guy was kind of faded or some shit when they found him. I guess maybe he broke into a house and stole some gin or some shit. But dude, if you got a survival knife, dude, fucking, I don't know, man. You can fucking do anything you want with that shit, dude. I would, you know... I want to see a fucking, like, drama, right? No, 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 not drama. I want to see a fucking, like, a real-life reality show where they take an average guy, right? They just do some kind of lottery. They take an average guy, and they put him on an island. Some fucking island anywhere, right? Like an island, like in that fucking um, Tom Hanks movie, right? They just put him on an island, right? And all they give him is a survival knife. And then they come back, and they got cameras all over the place, right? And and nobody goes in there and helps the guy. Nobody the, nobody touches the guy or anything like that, dude. The guy, it's like the movie Blue Lagoon, right? They put the guy in the island in Blue Lagoon and shit. He's there, but he doesn't have a chick. Or it could be a girl. It could be a girl. It could be a guy. Who cares, right? And all they give him is a survival knife. And they say, go. And they got one month to survive, right? But there's cameras everywhere. Maybe they got to hold a camera and shit and talk to it. I'm sure this show's probably been done. I mean, I've been living in Tokyo for so fucking long. I don't know half the fucking shows have been done. But I would fucking watch this show. And like, maybe maybe part of the thing is, okay, if if he dies, he dies. That's it. Sorry. He's got to sign like a little waiver and shit. And fucking if he dies and shit, that's it. Sorry, dude. You died. Sorry, man. You didn't You didn't have the gall. You didn't have the balls. You, just, you didn't have the knowledge, man. You fucking died, right? And, but if they survive, they get like $5 million, right? So it's like, a, like a, a, a do or die kind of a situation. But the thing is, though, they can't find anybody. They can't take anybody that has like any survival skills. They can't take any like fucking guys that do karate. They can't do any guys that fucking are in a militia or something like that or whatever. They got to find the average fucking uh, maybe a, like overweight, balding dude with glasses and shit that has no fucking outdoor skills. They give him a fucking like survival knife and they say, all right, man, we're going to fucking parachute you in and fucking t- on Tuesday, man, fucking here's the knife. Fucking meet us at the airport. And fucking like if the guy shows up and he does it and shit, he survives five million dollars but if he doesn't survive well dude i guess still it's one hell of a show right (laughs) anyway man i think that would be pretty fucking badass and that's the one thing that these guys did not have so fucking if you're going to i don't recommend this i don't know how many people or how many convicts are listening to this podcast right now but if you're a convict and shit and you do escape i highly recommend especially if your girlfriend is giving you power tools definitely have a fucking rambo knife on the fucking list dude because if you got a survival knife dude well, it's called a fucking survival knife. You survive, right? It's not called a maybe survival knife or like not the 
not quite just there passing survival knife. No, dude, a survival knife is for you to survive and shit. I wonder how long. Maybe you can sue the survival knife company if you die. Or maybe your family can like, sue. Like, yeah, he was on an island and shit. He had a survival knife and he didn't survive. Dude, fucking lawsuit. Anyway, that's pretty fucking awesome. All right, speaking of awesome faders, what I have now is the top five. Top five, okay, so this, for all you uh, new uh, faders out there, top five is the five stories which are the top five stories of this week and shit, and they're all fucking heinous, they're all fucking dark and shit, and we make fun of all the fucking criminals and shit. So if you're a criminal and you wind up on this fucking show, I'm gonna make fun of you. God damn it, dude, this drink has a lot of carbonation. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fucking chug this, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to drink the fucking uh, IPA. Mm. Mm. Oh, God, this is carbonated. Oh, God, I feel like my chest is going to explode. Look at the movie Alien. Oh, God. Mm. Oh. Oh. It's so carbonated. Oh God, this is horrible! Oh God, don't don't chug this shit. Oh man. Then again, when I said alien, I probably should have said like all the alien movies. Oh man, I think that happened in every single alien movie. Mmm. Oh God, that's so carbonated. I'm chugging it, and as it's going down my throat, my throat is expanding, and then it goes into like like my lung cavity area. <clears throat> oh god! And then that's expanding. Oh my god! Oh shit, dude! I'm gonna have some fucking massive fartage, dude, in like fucking five minutes, dude. If it is this gassy going down, dude, it's going all the way down. Okay. Now for prom night. Ah. Oh. Oh, God, I love this IPA. I, I swear to God, the fucking Aoni is fucking great. I know I know a lot of you guys are fucking in the States, and you're in, like, England, and you're in Europe and shit, and you guys have fucking, like, unlimited awesome IPAs and shit. I'm fucking jealous right now. But right... Well, I'm fucking jealous. But right now in Japan, we have the Aoni, and this is a fucking pretty goddamn good fucking IPA. Mmm. Mmm. The thing is about IPAs... I don't chug. Dude, IPAs are so fucking awesome. I fucking take my time, dude. This is like licking pussy, dude. If you're going to look pussy, dude, you don't just go, you don't just say one, two, three, four, and you just jump in there and shit. It's not like a fucking, like, like a football game and shit where you're just like, as soon as I do it, as soon as I finish, as soon as I get laid, no way, dude. This is like fucking full on sex the whole time, dude. You take your time with this pussy. Mmm. Oh my God, it's so good. So good. God damn it. Okay, speaking of good, let's get down to the news. Here we go. All right, number five. Number five took place in Saitama, a little prefecture just north of Tokyo. Here we go. Three safe ticketing machine thefts reported in Saitama. Here we go. Police in Koshigawa, Saitama Prefecture are investigating three cases of theft involving safes. Safes. Oh, God. God, dude, I think it's kicking. 
kicking in. Safes and ticketing machines, all of which occurred early Saturday morning. According to police, a security company called police at around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday after they found evidence of a break-in at a relaxation salon. Relaxation salon. Okay, use your imagination to what a relaxation salon is. Yep, that's it. You're right. (laughs) In Koshigawa's uh, Minami-cho area. TV Asahi reported the uh, entrance's automatic door was broken and a safe which had 100,000 yen, roughly about $1,000 in cash, and a ticketing machine with 270,000 yen, about uh, $2,700 worth of gift cards was stolen. Oh, dude, what are you going to do? You're going to steal like fucking like gift cards for a blowjob bar and come in the next day like... Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of blowjob card, uh, gift certificates for me and all my friends. Dude, you can't use that shit. Uh, approximately 50 minutes after the first theft was reported, a ticketing machine was stolen from a bookstore located five kilometers away. And 20 minutes after that, a safe worth 200,000 yen in cash was stolen at a restaurant located 200 meters away from the bookstore. Holy shit. This is what we call a crime spree. So these dudes are basically fucking... They, they probably... Fucking... Oh, dude. They probably went to like like all these different shops like a couple of days before. Checked them all out. And then fucking just decided, fuck it. Let's do it. And they robbed all these places in one night. Um, and I think all together what they got is... Let's see. Two, four, five, six. Six thousand dollars, basically. That's not bad for a night's work. Holy shit. So anyway, yeah. Wow, dude. These guys are good, but they're not Joe Pesci good. Because Joe Pesci in the movie Casino, that guy was badass, dude. That guy was fucking creative, dude. I love that scene where fucking he pulls up in a minivan or in a van next to a fucking diamond store. And they use fucking like silencers on their fucking power tools. And they're drilling holes in the side of the fucking building to break their way into the fucking building. And then steal all the fucking diamonds and shit. Oh, man. That show. Casino. Great movie. Great movie. Not as good as Goodfellas, but it's definitely up there. Scorsese, thank you for all your hard work and making great movies that fucking destroyed my childhood. Oh, man. So, I, I dude, this is pretty insane. But I, I think these guys can definitely get caught. Unless, I don't know. Because, I mean, all the cops got to do, think about it. Oh, God. This fucking drink is awesome. All the cops got to do is just watch, like, the security cameras nonstop for fucking, like, like one week, right? So they put like like maybe a couple of cops on for, for like a week and shit, and they try to match up like like a guy or like a couple of guys that went into the same places like like within a day or something. Because to be honest, criminals are probably are usually pretty like lazy, right? So this guy probably went into one place, checked it out, and at the, then right after that went to another place, staked it out, went to another place and staked it out, went to another place and staked it out. So all the cops got to do is just watch all the surveillance cameras and shit for fucking like a week or so. I mean, it's a lot of time and man hours and shit, but fucking that's the way to catch them. Anyway, fucking dude. Yeah, $6,000 and a night's work. Damn. Good job, Joe Pesci. Story number four. Okay. Girl's skirt cut by unknown assailant in 15 such cases on the Tobu Toju line. So basically, okay, the Tobu Toju line is a line in Tokyo. It's not a major, major line like the Yamanote line, but still, it's a pretty decent line. So 15 cases. Here we go. 
Police are looking for someone who cut the skirt of a 17-year-old girl on a train in the Tobu Toju line between Ikebukuro and Asakayadai station on Friday. According to police, the incident occurred at around 8.30 a.m. Uh, Saneki reported that another passenger's uniform... Wait. Another passenger informed the schoolgirl that there was a cut in her skirt. Upon arriving at the next station, the girl uniform... The girl uniform? Hmm, no, the girl informed... <laughs> I gotta stop drinking. Dude, we gotta do a sober show one of these days. Uh, Probably not. Uh, The girl informed a station attendee of what had happened and police were notified. Uh, Police said the girl's skirt had been uh, cut approximately 8 centimeters from the bottom. The girl uh, said she felt nothing. Well, that's good because that means she didn't get cut. Police said there had been about 15 similar cases of girls' school uniforms being cut while they were on the Tobu Toju line since April. Holy shit, faders. You know what that means? That means we have a serial cutter. Why the fuck would a guy, oh, it could be a girl, we don't know that yet, but why the fuck would somebody get on a train with a couple of scissors or a pair of scissors and fucking cut schoolgirls' skirts? I mean, what's the fucking point, dude? What's the fucking point? Unless, unless this person, maybe it's a chick, maybe it's a girl and shit, and what this girl wants to do is she wants to make her own high school uniform, right? So she gets on the fucking train and shit when it's all crowded, it's busy, and fucking faders, if you've been in Tokyo, you know this, and if you haven't been to Tokyo, go onto YouTube and just Google the shit. Tokyo rush hour is so fucking insane. This place is nuts, dude. You get on the train, and the train's completely packed. It's completely fucking packed. You cannot get on the train. It's so fucking packed. There's people, the doors are open, and people are falling off, pushing themselves to stay on the goddamn train. And fucking the, the, the attendants and shit, the, the fucking, like, um, the, the staff at the fucking station with white gloves, they come in and start pushing on your chest and your stomach and your balls and shit, trying to get you on that fucking train and shit, and they try to shut the door and shit, right? It is so fucking crowded. So some fucking chick, she's on the train and stuff with a pair of scissors, and she's there, and she's fucking quietly, zip, zip, snip, zip, snip, zip, and she's cutting skirts. She's cutting skirts. Because the thing is, maybe she only has enough money for the train ticket, and she does not have enough money for the fucking skirts and shit. These skirts are fucking expensive, dude. Tokyo's no joke, man. I mean, yeah, we got H&M and Forever 21 and all this, like, fucking, like, discounted, like, fucking uh, clothing shops and shit. But but maybe she wants to get, like, a fucking girl's uniform, right? And maybe she's really good at sewing. So, like, she goes on the train and she fucking, like, like snips a little here, snips a little there, snips a little there. And then eventually, maybe she's going to have, like, her own skirt. Or maybe it's a dude. Maybe it's a fucking dude that likes to wear, like, like women's clothes and shit. I mean, dude, these uniforms are fucking expensive. Uh, Mrs., how much? No, no, no. Okay, don't, don't, don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. But okay, okay. All right. School uniform. How much does a Japanese uh, high school uniform cost? Just, just say it. Just say it. Nobody's, no, nobody's listening to this show anyway. I don't know. So. Wait, wait. How much does it cost? Like a high school uniform, like the skirt. Ichi ma yen, ni ma yen. Sell. No, not to sell. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, to sell. I don't know. Sanju ma yen. Sanju ma yen. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars for a fucking skirt. Yeah, just a skirt. I don't know. The set. It's a set? Can you only buy the skirt? Like a real skirt? Because you can buy the costumes at fucking karaoke places. 
someone. So if I so let's say I'm let's say I'm a dirty pervert and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to buy a, like a high school uniform skirt, like a used one. How about a used one, right? How much would a used one cost? Because you know, like in Tokyo and shit, you can buy like used panties in Kabuki Cho, right? You don't know. You don't. You don't want to fuck it. Okay, so I'm gonna say probably about a thousand. No, it can be. I'll say three hundred dollars. Three hundred. So, oh shit. Maybe this guy's. Maybe it's a guy and shit or a girl and shit, and they want to make money and stuff. Maybe they're going on there and snipping and snipping and snipping and putting all this fucking fabric together and shit, sewing it all up and shit. And they're saying they can put it on eBay. Like, I've got a skirt worn by fifteen or twenty girls. Twenty girls wore this skirt, dude. Maybe fucking do. Maybe they can charge twenty thousand dollars. But anyway, that's pretty fucked up. I wonder which part they cut. Was it the front or the back? I don't know. These trains are so fucking crowded and shit, dude. Like, dude, I've been on a fucking train. I was on the Nambu line and during rush hour. And it was so fucking crowded that my arms were like in boxing style, right? Like my, both my fists are right by my left side and my right side of my chin. And I'm, I'm so squished that I can't move my arms at all. And then I was like that for fucking, oh, what, what, like 10, 15 minutes? And then when I got off the train, I moved my arms out. And, and it felt weird to stretch my arms because they're so compacted and so squished together. Like, like, uh, uh, oh, God, it was fucking horrible. So I tried to ride a bicycle as much as possible. Okay, story number three. Story number three. Man in coma after being stabbed in eye by umbrella in a fight with a colleague. Listen, faders, man, I know some of you guys have some pretty difficult jobs. Some of you guys, like, we've received emails and shit. Some of you guys work at, like, restaurants. Some of you guys work at fucking, like, just, like, like financial office buildings or office companies and shit. Dude, when you work at a company, it could be any kind of a company, but when you work at a company, you do not really know your coworkers. You don't know their history. And you work with them, you talk to them a little bit, you, you shoot the shit a little bit, a little water cooler talk, you know, fucking maybe go on after work for a couple of beers, but you don't really know them and shit. It's kind of like friendly talk. I mean, some of your coworkers, I mean, I've had coworkers that are fucking awesome and shit. Fucking, I mean, John and shit from fucking like uh, a couple of episodes ago, like that guy's fucking awesome to fade with, dude. He's fucking fun, dude. But I mean, some of your other coworkers, I mean, you don't really know them and shit. So when you talk shit to your coworkers, you gotta be careful, man, because some of these guys can be fucking on like a lot of crazy fucking like antidepressant pills or antipsychotic pills and shit, where they could just fucking like snap and shit and fucking just pull a pit bull and run up and bite your face off and shit, dude. I mean, you fucking don't know what's going on and shit, right? And that's what's gonna happen in this story. First, God, I gotta drink. Mmm. Oh, God. Oh, <clears throat> woo! This is a great drink. Oh, mm. Mm. here we go. Oh my God, I'm dying. Tokyo. A 55-year-old man was in a was blah 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 blah. That's what I get from mixing booze. A 55-year-old man was in a coma on Saturday after he was stabbed in the eye by an umbrella. He was stabbed in the eye by an umbrella. I don't think the umbrella did the stabbing. I think somebody stabbed him in the eye with an umbrella. These articles are always written so fucked up. So fucked up, but 
stabbed in the eye by an umbrella during an argument with a colleague in front of Tokyo Station. According to police, the incident occurred at around 11.45 p.m. on Friday. Fuji TV reported that the man was arguing with a 54-year-old colleague. Uh, Yasushi Fukinoshi, a system engineer. Now, that's a job that really stresses you the fuck out. <clears throat> when Fukunishi struck him with the umbrella, hitting him in the eye, the man was taken to the hospital where doctors said the tip of the umbrella pierced his brain. Quote, the two men had been drinking with one another. End quote. So, shit, dude. You're fucking, you're drinking. You, you, all right, they finished at 11.45, which means, like, they're fucking all catching, like, last train home, right? These guys must have been drinking nonstop since, like, fucking 6 or 7 o'clock, right? They probably were drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And then maybe fucking, like, one dude's like, hey, you know that secretary, Tomoko? Man, she's got the biggest titties. And then the other co-worker's like, no, I think Asami's got the biggest titties. No, 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 Tomoko's got the biggest titties. And they're arguing about titties, right? And then fucking this dude gets so pissed off. He, he pulls on, maybe he goes back to like primal, primal like fucking like, like, like thinking, right? You know, like primal times, they fuck, or old school times, they pull on fucking like a katana, like a samurai sword, and they fucking like chop the dude's head off, right? But this guy, dude, this is fucking 2015. This motherfucker did not have a samurai sword. This motherfucker had an umbrella. It's all he had, dude. He had an umbrella for a weapon, and then he had his fucking briefcase for a shield, dude. He's a fucking samurai, no, salaryman samurai. That's what he is, right? So he pulls on his motherfucking umbrella, and he goes, stabs the guy right in the eye and shit, right? But, you know, maybe he was fucking around and shit, and he just wanted to hurt the guy a little bit, but he stabbed him. He went way too far, dude. The fucking samurai took over and shit. Dude, the tip of the umbrella pierced his brain. You know what that means? That means the motherfucking eyeball popped. Holy fuck, dude. That is fucked up. A dude that got fucked up, he's in big trouble. I mean, dude, if you're if you're in a coma because your fucking brain got pierced with a fucking umbrella, dude, the frontal lobe, dude, that's where like fucking like that's where like everything is, dude. That's like mission control, dude. Mission control gets fucked up, dude. You are in bad shape for a long time, dude. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to you, dude, but it dude fucking this guy is going to fucking regret taking a job at fucking like an IT company. See, IT, dude, I've, I see these people day in, day out, dude. IT people are the most stressed, dude. They got they got fucked up hair. They got fucked up skin. They got fucked up like, like the, the body odor and shit because all day, 24-7, they're sitting in front of a fucking computer, dude. They, they, they can't fucking leave their office. And when they do leave their office, a lot of these motherfuckers, they're on fucking like, like some kind of like a call, right? We're like fucking, it's like two o'clock in the morning, beep, 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 like a pager or some shit's going off like they're a doctor and shit saying, oh yeah, and um, you know, in Wales, we're having a problem with our database or yeah, in like, like Georgia, we're having a problem with like this or something. And they're like, oh shit, throw on their clothes like fucking like, like a fireman or like a ghostbuster, hop in their fucking car or fucking like a train and shit and go to the office or if they're lucky, they can go to their home computer and shit and start fucking like, like fixing all that shit up and stuff, dude. I remember when I, like, a couple of years ago and shit, I had a friend that was, like, studying, like, IT and shit, and he's like, yo, Johnny, man, you gotta get in this shit, dude. This is where the money is, dude. Everybody's doing IT right now. IT, IT, IT. And I was thinking, first off, I don't know code. Second off, I think computers are awesome, but fucking, I mean, I I have my time with computers, and I'm fucking kind of, like, uh, I've already peaked. 
I can use Facebook, I can do podcasts, I can drink and fucking like watch YouTube. That's all I motherfucking need, right? But fucking, I don't know, man. The, the last thing I want to do is fucking like like sit at a computer and fuck with code and shit for somebody else. If I do it for myself, yeah, man, that's fucking cool. But if I'm sitting there like being like, hey, plus plus, colon slash colon slash colon slash colon, dude, the only colon I need is the one of my asshole, dude. That's that's all I need and shit. I do not need to put, put touch colons for fucking other people and shit, dude. I'm fucking done with it. So anyway, yeah, dude, going to my original point, being an IT specialist or an IT engineer is a motherfucking stressful job. And that's where these motherfucking guys are playing fucking Last Samurai and shit with fucking umbrellas and shit in fucking Tokyo Station, dude. Oh, man, that fucking sucks that this happened to this guy. And this guy, dude, oh, God, dude, what's going to happen to this guy? I mean, fucking, first off, guy A, the guy that got fucked up. He's alive, so it's not murder, but it's assault. Could it be assault with a deadly umbrella? Assault with a deadly... Could it be assault with a deadly weapon? Thank God this guy did not have a Rambo knife, because this guy had a Rambo knife. He's a system engineer, and these guys are usually kind of clever, dude. He could probably, like, fucking, like... I don't know if he had a fucking Rambo knife. He might stab him, or he might take the fish hooks and do something, like, like something on his face, like Pinhead or some shit from Hellraiser. Who fucking knows and shit? But fucking, yeah, this guy, oh, man... Well, he's definitely going to have to pay a lot of money to this guy's family. <clears throat> that was story number three. Here we go. Story number two. Story number two. Policeman fires warning shot after truck theft threatens him with a hatchet. How many times in your fucking policing career do you get fucking threatened with a hatchet? Okay, all right, all right. If you're in Tennessee, maybe that's a Sunday night. But fucking for the rest of the world, being threatened with a hatchet... That's a commodity. That's a, that's, a, that's that's like a good luck thing. That's like like paying your dues or something. That's 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 pretty impressive. You're like, oh, dude, I'm threatened with a hatchet. That's fucking awesome, dude. I got wait before you try to run after me with that hatchet. I gotta fucking take a picture of this because this is definitely going on my fucking Facebook, Instagram, motherfucker. Here we go. This story took place in Niigata. Police in Jotsu, Niigata Prefecture, have arrested a man who caused an accident while driving a stolen light truck after taking evasion action from police pursuit on Sunday afternoon. The officer fired a warning shot after the man got out of the truck and tried to resist arrest by wielding a hatchet at police. <laughs> Uh, the man who's in his 20s has been charged with uh, theft and violation of a firearm and sword control law. That's right. This is Japan. The, the country where swords are fucking I'm part of our culture here, right? But there's a sword control law, which means you can't have one. Unless you got like a permit or some shit. Please let the drama begin. Drama. <laughs> this is big Drama. <laughs> Police said the drama began at around 1 p.m. Sunday when the police patrol spotted a truck reported as stolen in Fukushima Prefecture. Oh, shit. That's like fucking like, that's like fucking 200 miles away. Um, After a 20-minute chase along a national Route 8, the suspect chased the truck. The suspect chased the truck. Wait, oh, God, this is written fucked up. The suspect chased the truck. No, that doesn't make sense. Okay, sorry. Uh, the man got out of the truck and came toward the police officer, brandishing a hatchet, at which point the officer fired a warning shot into the air. All right, so uh, Nikata is just northeast. Nikata. Oh, no, no, Nikata. Oh, shit. I thought it was Naruto for a second. Nikata is like northern Japan, right? But still, dude, this is Japan, man. They're fucking, 
wherever you go, there's people, right? And if you shoot a fucking warning shot in the air, dude, I don't care where you are in Japan, dude. If you shoot it in the air, it's going to come down in a residential area. So this cop's kind of an asshole for doing that shit. A warning shot into the air. The man then ran but was uh, apprehended about 200 meters away by another police officer who had arrived on the scene. The police spokesman said later that the officer used his firearm with legitimate and appropriate use. Mm, If you fired it into the ground, I would say yes. But never, ever, ever fucking fire a gun into the air. What is this? Like the 1800s and we're fucking cowboys? Or is this fucking Mexico and shit and the 4th of July? Dude, you do not shoot fucking guns into the fucking air, dude. Especially in Japan. Because fucking, like I just said, what comes up must come down and shit. And fucking like, dude, that could be in somebody's house. That could be at like a fucking park. That could be at a fucking school or some shit where that fucking bullet comes down. Shame on this motherfucker, dude, for doing that shit, dude. That's fucking endangering the lives of people. If he shot it in the ground, that's cool. Shot in the tree, that's cool. But in the air, dude, I don't want to get shot, dude. That's fucked up. Okay, moving forward. A police spokesman said later that the police used... Oh, blah, blah, blah. I already read that. Police quoted the man as saying he was an American citizen. Dude, never play that card. Never play that card. Okay. Police quoted the man as saying that he was an American citizen, but he had an Australian passport belonging to another man with him at the time. So basically this guy said he's American, although he had an Australian passport that belonged to somebody else. That's like the fucking movie, like Tropic Thunder. I'm the man playing the man who's another man. (laughs) Dude, that's fucked up. But dude... Listen, saying that you're American does not work at all anymore. I'm American. I've got rights. No, dudes, listen. Um, This is not 1980. Maybe in the 1980s when America had kind of a pretty good reputation, maybe you can get off some shit, dude. Like if you're in fucking the Czech Republic and you're like, I'm an American. And Czechoslovakia is like, uh, you know what? We don't like the Russians, so let's let this guy go, right? Maybe that worked. Maybe it worked. But dude, we've we've already had eight years of Bush. and We've got fucking like more than enough time with Obama ruining the Western world, if not the whole world altogether and shit. Our reputation is not golden. In in fact, I don't don't even know what the reputation is and shit. I mean, I'm proud to be American, 100%. Yeah. But I mean, our government's fucked us so many times up the ass, dude. We're like, dude, our asses are like this. When we fart, because our government's fucked us so hardcore, right? And it is fucking true, dude. Our government's fucking destroyed our image. I mean, we didn't help. We didn't help because, I mean, we voted. If the voting system works, I'm not going to talk about fucking politics. But I'm just saying, for all you people out there and shit, and you're like, dude, I got to get out of this jam. I'm an American citizen. Do not say that. Don't even say Canadian citizen because Canada is not a, it's not as good as like it used to be and shit like that. They had the mayor from Toronto and shit that was like a like a crack smoker guy, a crack smoker guy. Oh god, this booze is fucking my. Yeah. So if you're going to use a country where you want to get out of a jam, I would probably use. Hmm. Switzerland. Switzerland is it's known for being neutral. You can say Switzerland. That's probably a good idea. What else is good? What else is good? Um, a good country that would get you out of trouble. A country with like very little turbulence in its history. God, Wales? 
whales? Have you ever heard of whales having a like an army that was like taking over another country or a country invading whales? If you say you're Welsh, maybe that's good. Like I'm Welsh. <laughs> I'm well. I mean no harm. I am Welsh. Especially if you say that in like like song and dance. If you're dancing around saying it, it's probably a pretty good good idea. God, so okay, okay. I'm gonna say Switzerland, Welsh. Ah, oh, God, what's that? Finland? Maybe Finland is good. But if you're not blonde with blue eyes and you're like like six foot eight, it's not gonna fly, dude. If you're like a short dude, or if you're like a Japanese dude, like if you're half or something like that, and you speak really good English, you're like, I'm finished. They're not gonna believe that shit for a second. Oh man. God, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Switzerland. Czech Republic, maybe, maybe the Czech Republic. I'm Czech Republic. <laughs> Czech Republic, I don't know, man. But yeah, do not say you're American because that's not going to be on. In fact, if you say you're an American, the cops are going to be like, oh, 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 you're American. All right, well, I'm not going to shoot in the air. I'm going to shoot at you. I mean, shit, dude. I mean, saying that you're American could be a bad thing, dude. So be warned, be warned. Here we go. Story number one. Woman who beat husband to death over affairs 36 years ago avoids jail time. Now, this story is pretty fucking interesting. Mm. Mm. I I wonder if it's about as interesting as this Oni IPA. Because this beer is pretty fucking amazing. Here we go. Oh, God, it's so good. Even the aftertaste. Yum, 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 yum. So good. Yum, 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 yum. God, you know... uh, I wish I had bubblegum that tasted like this. Just in case if I'm driving or something. Then again, if you're driving and shit and you got bubblegum that tastes like IPA and shit, if you get pulled over, if you get pulled over, as long as you're not drinking, whatever. Okay, here we go. Tokyo. A Japanese woman who beat her husband to death over his love affairs 36 years ago has avoided jail time. All right, faders, let's take some notes. During a trial, the woman, 71 years old, said she was frustrated that her 79-year-old husband, an older man, had in recent years told her details of affairs he had in 1979 with a younger woman, confessing he went on trips with her, the Asahi Shimbun said. Quote, that's what I didn't want to hear most, end quote, probably because he didn't take his wife, you know, on trips. He probably took his girlfriend. Uh, she told the Tokyo District Court, according to Asahi. Married at the age of 20, the woman who was not named said she herself had never, no, had never had affairs. She knew for a long time her husband had cheated on her, but ne- did not confront him, fearing her children would see their parents fight. Listen, chick. Fighting is part of the game, dude. If you do not fight with your husband in front of your kids, your kids are never going to know how to fight with a fucking, like, like a significant other and shit. You got to fucking fight because, I mean, fucking, if you don't fight and shit in front of your fucking, like, if you have a problem with your wife or you're, if you have a problem with your husband, you got to fucking, like, handle that shit and fucking come, come to a conclusion, you know? You got to be like, hey, you did this shit. That's pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah, well, you did this shit. That's pretty fucked up. Blah, 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 blah. God damn it. Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, they come to a conclusion, and they're like, okay, cool. You're mad. I'm mad. Okay, everything's cool. But if you don't do that shit, the kids, they get older, they have no idea how to fucking like like handle their shit with their fucking significant other. They wind up being fucking wife beaters and shit like that. You got to fucking like, 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 
having a fucking fight in front of your fucking like kids, I guess, is part of life and shit. Maybe these kids are gonna wind up fucked up and killing their fucking significant others either too. <clears throat> Who knows? Jesus Christ. Okay, blah blah blah. She was under added pressure because she had to take care of her husband constantly as he needed care following cancer surgery, she said. Her husband died last year, several days after she struck his head and face repeatedly at their home in Tokyo. Holy shit, she stabbed him in the face to death with a fucking knife. Oh god, I wonder if it was a Rambo knife. The court handed her a three-year prison sentence suspended for five years because of her strong regret she showed during the trial. Okay, alright, case in point. If you are busted or convicted or being tried for anything in Japan... Show remorse. Cry, beg, scream, fucking pull your hair out, do whatever you can and shit. Because if you show that, dude, it looks like you get out, you get away with murder if you cry hard enough. Like, for example, like when Kim Jong Young Ung, the fucking North Korean guy, when he died and shit, all the people were like freaking the fuck out and crying, like, ah, going berserker. Check it out on YouTube. If you pull one of those moves and shit in the courtroom, you could probably get away for with anything. Holy Jesus. I can't believe that. She stabbed her and killed her husband by striking him in the head multiple times after he survived cancer. He's like, he's like, I did it. I survived cancer. This is great. And then fucking, then, then he gets murdered by his wife. Oh, shit. Well, maybe you taught him a lesson. Don't cheat on your wife, dude. <laughs> Don't do that. That's fucked up. Okay. Uh, though the sus- uh, though a suspended sentence in a homicide case is an extraordinary rare occasion in the country, uh, violence or abuse against old people, especially those who need care because they are suffering from uh, dementia, is not uncommon in rapidly growing Japan. Uh, according to 2013 survey conducted by the health ministry, 15,731 people aged 65 or above were abused by their families or relatives. Um, yeah, and we covered every single one of those stories here on Got Faded Japan. <laughs> Check our backlogs, faders. Fucking it's all there. Holy shit. So basically she cried hard enough and she got away with murder. Murdering her husband. Dude, I can't believe fucking he confessed. Dude, the guy's 79 years old. He's 79 years old, and he confessed to an affair he had when in 1979. Coincidence? I don't know, but that's pretty fucking crazy, huh? Holy shit. That is fucking nuts, dude. Confessing to something from fucking, like, 1979. Dude, 1979, I was, like, fucking, like, what, four years old or some shit? Jesus Christ. Man, she must have fucking saw red. God damn it. All those years... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, fucking two lessons from this story. First lesson, don't cheat. You got a wife, you got a girlfriend, treat them right, dude. Fucking, they're your right hand, right? And the right hand is the most important right hand, unless you're left-handed, and then it's your left hand. Then they're, then they're your, your left hand. Or maybe they're both your hand. Then again, if you got two wives, then you, you got both hands if you're Mormon or some shit. Well, anyway, yeah, don't do that shit. And if you do do that shit and you get caught, cry like hell. Cry like hell. Just walk into the fucking like courtroom and be like, okay, this is North Korea. I'm North Korean. And, and the Fuhrer just died. Or no, the, what are they called? The, the master just died or whatever. And fucking cry your eyeballs out. Cry the fuck out, dude. And then, and then maybe you get off. Maybe you get off and you can go home. And then again, I, w- I wonder what the kids are thinking and shit. Like the kids are like, mom. 
you, this, dude, you killed dad. And she's like, well, he cheated on me 40 years ago. See, that's what he did. And I was going to yell at him, but I decided not to because I wanted you guys to be, have a happy childhood. But now we're adults and everything's destroyed for us. Our lives are completely destroyed, mom. And, and you're going to die soon too. And then we're, we're going to have all these horrible memories because you fucked it up. Well, he shouldn't have cheated. But, but, Mom, if you only fought with him in 1979 when we're all fucking two years old, there'd be no problems. Well, you shouldn't have cheated. Well, fucking dude, this is a fucking circle. It goes around and goes around and goes around. Anyway, there's a couple of lessons to learn and shit. And fucking, I hope somebody learns something. I hope somebody learns something from this show <laughs> about how many beers you can drink in a night. Anyway, so... Faders, thank you very much for tuning in. Go to our sponsors. Go to Gamuso. If I'm working there, motherfucking tip me. If you can't go to Gamuso, go to motherfucking Mitsuya. Mitsuya during the day, Gamuso at night. Because both of their operating hours are actually opposite. Gamuso's at night and Mitsuya closes at 8 o'clock. So yeah, go to Mitsuya, drink there and shit. And then go to Gamuso and finish the night off right. And if I'm working, motherfucking tip me. Tip me good. No, don't tip me good. That sounds bad. No, just put money in a jar and give it to me. Or just give me bonus money. I love money because I don't have it. Faders, thank you very much again. And we will see you next week. And next week, I swear to God. I swear to Jehovah. I swear to Satan. I swear to fucking to Nicholas. Me and Maddie B will do it together. No more A-sides, B-sides and shit. I'm done with the bar and shit. I'm working on Sundays. I am going to be here in your earballs. Faders, thank you very much for tuning in and catch you next week. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.